Are you an aspiring writer who struggles with the craft of storytelling? Then join us on the Indicted Fiction Podcast where we help you manifest your greatest dreams of storytelling. Hello and welcome to another episode of Indicting Fiction. A podcast where all your storytelling potentials are manifested for the better. Today's episode is a Christmas week special. It's a short course on how you can outline your novel. This includes everything from genre and pacing to characters and plot. Grab some headphones. Put on your workout clothes and make sure this podcast is running along with you. Hello. And welcome to this course on how to write a novel. It's a pleasure to have you here. And it's great to be able to share my insights with you in bite-sized chunks. In this first section, we'll be looking at the basics of getting started. Number one. So you want to write a novel. Great. But what kind of novel? This question is the first thing you should ask yourself after saying, I want to write a book. This initial decision will define your next 6 to 18 months, your possible fan base, and your future as a writer. Story comes first. Firstly, consider your story. What story are you trying to tell? At the very core of the novel. And to whom? It could be about discovering oneself. A story of good over evil. Or a comment on our times. Whatever it is. The story is responsible for moving your reader forward. Keeping them hooked. And ultimately, for making them feel something about themselves. That's the secret behind every bestseller, the ability to create emotion in a reader. That's why you spend time making sure your story is as compelling as possible. Drilling down to the essence of your ideas helps a writer understand their story on a deeper level. And how best to tell it. From there, you can assess how to wrap it up and present it. This is where genre comes in. Genre. Choosing your genre is much more than deciding which section of the bookshop you want to be in. It's the color and taste of your story. It's style and themes. Your genre also defines your future audience and career as a writer. In regards to who will be reading your novel and who you can market to. Most writers will have an inkling of which genre they want to write in. However, if you don't, or you're open to suggestion, the great news is that you can choose whichever genre you like. You just have to think about three things. Which genre would allow you to tell your story at its best? For example, 
Would advanced technology help you tell your story? Maybe think about sci-fi. Are peril and viscera more your thing? Go for horror. Or dark fantasy. In which genre do you feel confident writing? Most genres have certain stylistic markers. For example, present tense and first person are common themes in YA. I always recommend going for a genre that you like to read. As you'll know it well and be passionate about it. Do you wish to be commercial or just write for fun? While you can choose any genre you want, some will be more popular and more lucrative than others. If your intention is to write a bestseller, you can't afford to go incredibly niche with your genre. If you're writing for enjoyment, then you can do as you please. After you've chosen your genre, it's time to decide who you'll be writing about. Number two. In this section, we're going to talk about characters and how to make them compelling. Designing characters. Characters. Whatever form they come in. Should be. Relatable. Believable. Consistent. And somebody a reader feels invested in. Either positively or negatively. For instance, they want to see them succeed. Or want to see them get their comeuppance. There are many ways to achieve this. You can take cues from real life people and turn them into characters. Or, you can build them from the ground up assigning personality types, such as the Myers-Briggs matrix. Defining their likes and dislikes. And dreaming up their physical appearance. However you like to work. Just use the list above as a checklist to ensure each character is perfect. What I always suggest is building biographies for each of your characters. Not only will this help you with consistency throughout the novel, but it also allows you to deepen your understanding of the character and enrich them. Each feature, each personality trait you add to a character also defines something that a reader can connect with. We are all complex creatures. And your novel's characters should be too. When writing your biography, note down aspects such as age, gender, race and place of birth, eye and hair color, clothing preferences, defining features, personal history, Resulting personality, habits, and quirks, accent or word choices, and of course, purpose, character purpose. Another golden rule is that each of your characters needs to have a purpose. 
Everyone on the planet has a purpose. Short-term or long-term. We all want something. Each of your characters, no matter how minor, needs to have a purpose. It's how each of these motivations interact. Conjoin in conflict that will allow a story to shine, making it inherently human and believable. From writing biographies and creating purpose, you will be able to see which characters clash or mix with one another. And that's how you start to hone in on some of the key moments in your story places where you can create tension or intrigue. Next up, we will look at world building. One of my personal favorite parts of writing a book. This is the backdrop of your story. The stage your characters interact with. And very important indeed. Number three. As we examined in the last section, building a world is not only fun, but it's necessary for enriching your novel. In this second part of world building, we're going to look at the individual details you can add to your world to make it rich and believable. That make up any world or environment. How characters and the world interact. A world should play a part in the character's history, their personality, their everyday life, and their future. Take weather for instance. If your world has lethal rainstorms, it will affect your character's movements, options. Even their continued survival. That's why world building is not only essential to your story, but also an opportunity for you to go back to your character biographies and add further detail to knit them and the world together. Nothing is ever set in stone in the planning process, so have no fear if you feel like changing something. Inspiration in the real world. The way I enrich my novels is by looking at the real world and translating its individual aspects into my own worlds. Some of these aspects are landscape and topography, weather, fauna, flora, religion, creation, history and mythology, society, culture, transport, recreation, employment or business, military, technology, medicine, politics, rulers or royalty, depending on what type of world you've chosen. This list will tell you what needs to be researched or invented. I would also recommend using this list as a structure for your world-building notes. You can add any other aspects that you think of along the way. Detail where detail is needed. Don't feel you have to cram a detailed description of every aspect of your world into the novel. 
You want to tread a line between intriguing and overburdening. Some aspects will naturally feature more heavily. But don't feel you have to give the same treatment to every aspect of your world. Only add detail if it adds to the story or develops a character. For instance, if you have a character whose life is defined by religion, then religion and belief will come up quite often. If the character is vaguely superstitious, you won't need pages explaining the background of the world's religion. Even if it's just a quick mention, a brief nod to a bigger sphere than the plot. It all serves to deepen the world and make your reader's experience more enjoyable. In the next section, we pile all of these detailed and helpful notes together and create one big master plan. Number four. Now's the time to start putting all of your ideas and notes into a plot. It's the stage where you take your players, your characters, and let them move around the stage, the world. The easiest way to go about this is to do it chronologically. I don't mean this as the chronology within your novel, but the order in which you're going to write the book. Here is where you take all those interesting character interactions. And all the details of your world, and let them run with your story. It's at this point you might find your original idea changing. This is entirely natural. In fact, it's encouraged. Changes at this stage might feel major, but this is when you should be making the big changes and the major decisions. It's how the plot grows and thickens, so to speak, and evolves into something altogether more powerful or richer. That way, when you come to writing, all you have to worry about is following your characters over the pages. Let's break it down. What I advise is writing a chapter by chapter. Bulleted breakdown of the actions and reactions that happen throughout your story. This approach will provide you with a full view of where the story leads and how it ends. It will allow you to chart every dip, rise, and fall of the pace, which we'll talk about in the next installment. It also lets you drill down to individual scenes. Swapping or strengthening them where needed. This master plan and your notes will be your buddies throughout the writing process, evolving with you as you write, helping you to stay consistent, and providing you with the ability to see the whole plot in micro and macro detail. Creating a detailed plan of your novel's plot gives you an excellent overview of how everything knits together. This master plan is particularly important for ensuring the pace of the plot keeps the reader entertained and engaged. Even a great plot can be ruined by the wrong pacing. 
whether it's too slow or too fast, or all bunched up towards the climax, which often happens with a first novel. Pace can be set using the words on the page, as well as through the structure of the book. Short sentences, punchier descriptions, and short chapters give the sense of a fast pace. Long chapters and detailed descriptions throughout will provide a slower pace. I believe that intrigue comes from a changing of pace. A book that is fast all the way through leaves no respite for thought. One that constantly moves at a snail's pace could be too boring. By varying the tempo, letting it rise and fall, or gradually build. Makes for a more interesting read. Graph your story's pace. I recommend drawing a simple line graph to chart the rise and fall of your plot's pacing. If at any point you feel it's too linear, or you think it rises and falls in the wrong places, think what you could amend or create to change the pace. You can also be clever with your pacing. Tricking the reader with a false denouement, maybe, or employing a fast-paced scene at the beginning of your novel for hooking readers. In almost every James Bond film, uses this tactic. With the pacing sorted, it's now out of the planning stage and time to dive straight into the writing. Number five. If you haven't written a novel before. Then this will be a critical stage. If you've written before, even if just dabbling, it will still be an important step, albeit a shorter one. It's a clear and known fact that each author has their own style. If you're not sure what yours is, the simple trick is to open up a blank document and putting fingers to keys. Whatever comes out is your base style of writing. It could be in the first person, present tense, metaphoric, descriptive, or witty. Anything. Find inspiration from your contemporaries. Now take a look at the novels of your chosen genres. Look at a range of different titles and see what the norm is. What readers expect. For example, are they written in the first person? Are they fast-paced? Are they abstract or detailed? From there, you can assess whether your natural style will fit with what readers expect and enjoy. It's especially wise to do this if you're writing to be commercial. Now, the important thing is always to play to your strengths. This stage isn't about scrapping how you write; it's about identifying areas of expectation and assessing where you could improve or where you could change something. Even different novels from the same author can have a distinct style, as it's common for writers to let their voice grow and change. Just get started. 
From this point, it's all about diving in. Write an opening. Write a first chapter. Test your creative muscle to find out what you can do with it. Then, read your writing back. And whatever sections shine the most. Analyze to figure out why. You can apply that to the rest of the novel. With your style clearly defined. And some practice under your belt. It's over to you. The novel is now in your hands. Number six. Now this bit of advice may sound strange at first. But I really think it helps maximize your productivity. I believe there should be a clear distinction between the process of writing and the process of editing. Editing should be a stage after the completion of your first draft and as such, very separate to writing. It's natural to want to check your work as you go. A touch up here and there. Especially when it comes to consistency. Is absolutely fine. Sometimes reading through a page before you start can help you get back into the frame of mind from the last writing session. What I'm talking about is spending precious writing time doing mass edits and rewrites that should come later. Your writing brain is not your editing brain. The reason I suggest this is that the two processes require different mindsets. The writing process is all about invoking a flow of creativity. Editing is all about being critical, sharp-eyed and analytical. Switching between the two frames of mind can be difficult when you're first starting out. And trying to do so can slow you down when you sit down to write. Separating the two process lets you focus on each area individually. Giving them your full attention. When to put on your editor's hat. As soon as you reach the end of your manuscript, your first draft, that's when it's time to switch mindsets and become analytical. By then, you'll have a full and rounded view of your plot. From end to end. From there, all you have to do is read through and polish the manuscript to your heart's content. Number 7. Writing is not easy. The act of sitting down at a desk with a keyboard and typing out prose is deceptively simple. I always say that writing is one of those skills that you don't know you have until you try to do it. Even after 10 books. I still feel that uncertainty when I start a new project. This is why you need to give yourself space and time to concentrate on your writing. To ensure you're giving it your full attention. Time and space can take many forms. But the idea here is to maximize creativity. And therefore output. I don't mean this just in terms of the word count, but also regarding the quality of the words.
Some suggestions. It's hard to recommend an exact solution. As each writer will be different. What I can suggest is assigning an amount of time to write per day and finding a place where you won't be distracted or where you feel inspired to write. You should also clear some space mentally by either taking care of other jobs beforehand or switching off from the to-do list before you write. For me this takes place in my home office, my writing cave, as I dub it in the mornings and evenings. With a range of music playing quietly in the background. I assign two to three hours a day. Which roughly equates to 2-3k words. For you. It may be the half hour journey to work every morning. With headphones on. It may be a lunch break, a weekend, or when the kids have gone to bed. Simply put, whatever time and space works for you is the right thing to do. Use it to maximize your productivity. And you'll soon find your novel flying out of your fingers. Number 8. As we discussed in a previous installment. Writing is hard, and like anything that's difficult, it needs determination and practice to master it. There will be times during the writing process when you feel that you're not a good writer. This novel is not a good book. Nobody will like it. Or, you'll never finish it. What's important to remember is that every author gets these feelings. I get them whenever I write. Even the greats experience a crisis of confidence. Time and time again. Even after they have sold millions of copies. These feelings are natural, it's doubt born of a desire to create something. And for that something to be good. Doubts like these should never be feared. Instead, take comfort in the fact you're not alone in having them. How to overcome these doubts is much like finding your writing spot personal and unique to every author. What I find helps is rereading my plan. To get that inspiration back. Feedback from friends or other writers can also be helpful. Motivational quotes, posters, and music can also help you overcome doubt with inspiration and determination. If you get delayed with your novel or find yourself too distracted to write, then it's important not to worry. Though sticking to a schedule helps you focus. You are allowed to change it. It's okay to skip a few days here and there. Should life get in the way? Your only deadlines are yours. And putting more stress on yourself will only make it harder to write. If you're still struggling, then focusing on the end goal can also help. 
When you put the final full stop on your last draft. Or see your book on a shelf. Or get your first five-star review. Sticking to it will feel incredibly rewarding. Writing may be a tough job. But if you've got a knack or a passion for it, it's worth persevering and clinging on as hard as possible. As I said, it's worth it. Thanks for tuning in on this episode. Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Have a writing-filled day, storytellers. Connect with us at indite.wixsite.com slash indite to join the conversations in Christina's subscriber-only book club. Access the readable blog posts of the episodes and discover her fantastic bonus content. Head over to Google Play to subscribe, rate, and leave a review of the podcast. Or head over to the blog to leave a testimonial on what you thought about this show.